Hey, you okay? Oh, damn enchiladas! Oh, you gonna be all right? Everybody, welcome to season five of the longest running Roy Burns tribute show. It's the damn enchiladas the podcast. For shenanigans, hijinks, surrounding horror movies, video games, television, comic books, and I gotta say now hard liquor because Rob's around. <laughs> but beer too. Come early, come often. I am Carlos Rivera, as always, my partner Adam Griffin, and reintroducing the thirds himself rob christian hi everybody shut up i'm doing my intro follow us on the red hot twitter machine handles in the show notes and the show at it's them damn and on instagram at it's them damn enchiladas podcast know your role rob hello season five it's been a while yeah gotta get this out the way considering we're recording on wednesday so it's wednesday you know what that means uh uh past weekend um we uh, wrestling fans lost uh, one John Huber, Brody Lee, Luke Harper from WWE, um, an absolute uh, wonderful person to watch as a performer in the ring, and from all the stories um, that wrestlers and personalities have been sharing over social media, uh, a hell of a family man and friend. So... Uh, Thoughts with the wrestling community at this time as we uh, uh, close the last little bit of 2020 on a sad note and uh, just try to push on and 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 surround ourselves with as many good feelings and good times as we can have, especially with each other, which makes this season of the show that much more fun because we got you here, Rob. And we get to put you through absolute horror-based hell. So uh, welcome, <laughs> and sorry about your guts. My God. <laughs> I know we'll talk about this more, but there's there was definitely a moment where my guts were like, "Oh, they were not happy." <laughs> the game plan uh, for this season: uh, each week, we are going to present Rob with. Two movies uh, he gets to choose. Um, he does not know what these picks are, who these picks are coming from, but um, we're going to give him a tour of our little corner of uh, the horror movie genre. Uh, but there are some caveats. Uh, for this first week, he had to watch the Gates of Hell trilogy. That means he had to watch City of the Living Dead from Gates 1980, Hell. or aka Gates of Hell. Uh, he had to watch The Beyond, and then he had to watch House by the Cemetery. Uh, week 13, episode 13, the finale of season 5, Rob has demons, and possibly uh, another movie, if we feel like putting him through some more shit. We just don't know yet. Oh, I know. Right. <laughs> Carlos is aware. And, I, and, uh, I, I already know. 
And uh, and since uh, since on the season finale of season four, since he airlessly erroneously said that he'd never what? seen Night of the Living Dead. What, what, is, what did you say? Erroneously. Erroneously? Erroneously, erroneously, erroneously. I'm from Maryland. I pronounce things differently. That's not even close. I don't care. And English isn't my first language. I still don't care. And you you studied English in school. I fuck things up on purpose. Oh, see, why can't you say that? Because. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> hey, guess what? Payback. Now. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> one. <laughs> just put it in a chalkboard. Just. That's right. Carlos, seven billion to one. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I can't count that. So I can't count. No, no, you can't. So, yeah. We, uh, uh, we might make it watch Night of Living Dead as well. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. That still makes me kind of wondering about you. Right? And your blind spots. So we're going we're gonna to put you through some shit. Starting with City of the Living Dead, a.k.a. what? Gates of Hell. Gates of Hell. Thirds, if you will. Let's talk about the plot. I would like you to tell me the plot of the movie from your perspective as you were watching. Go. All right. Now! <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> City of the Living Dead. Gates There's of Hell. Town, Gates of Hell. There's a town called Dunwich. Beginning of the movie, the priest is wandering through a creepy-ass-looking graveyard, looking real sad, and then he hangs himself. There's some people doing a seance. and some. I, do they ever specify where the hell the seance is happening? It's, it looks like New York. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like New York, Massachusetts, right. hanging around that. During the seance, um, the lady protagonist, uh, by the way, I suck with names. I apologize in advance for that. Uh, she witnesses this and goes into essentially a fear coma that makes it look like she's dead. Uh-huh. The priest hanged himself, though. You know, he fucked everything up because, you know, his presence was keeping a gate to hell closed. And then uh, when he hanged himself, it opened up, and the dead started to rise from their graves. And all kinds of bad shit happened. Can we can we talk about Bob real quick? No, <laughs> no. we're going in order. No, what's okay, okay. what's wrong with you? What's wrong with okay. you? I, I said to start. Bob shows up in the very beginning. He sees Rob. the first fucked up thing, I think, outside Rob. of the seance. Rob. Rob. Yes. Just because an actor plays one character in a movie and then plays another character in a movie, that character they play later on in the third movie does not magically get to teleport to the first movie and be talked about in the terms of the third movie's character. So you know what that means? You don't fucked up. Let's not talk about Bob until the third movie. You can continue. The little blonde boy. Yes. God damn. I oh oh shit. Yeah, my yeah. bad. Uh-huh. You're bad. That's <laughs> okay. You you'll figure it out. So go ahead. So now I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say, can we talk about No, but we can't because we haven't got there yet. So <laughs> Gates of Hell open, bad shit starts happening. Mostly it's creepy shit at first. The bar wall just cracks. For no discernible reason. 
some uh, pervert who lives in a shack out in the woods finds a, I want to say it looks like supposed to be like a baby's corpse, except that it's just worms and dirt. Fair. And uh, <laughs> which is, you know, pretty gross. That was pretty nasty. I was kind of like, Ugh. um, but the uh, seance lady who they think died didn't die. And she gets, uh, she gets buried, at least partly buried. And then uh, the journalist, who's never quite explained why the hell he's there. He's trying, except he's trying to find out the mysterious, de- find out about the mysterious death that happened during the seance. And uh, he happens to be by the grave she's supposed to be buried in. Here's her scream, and uh, for reasons that I don't understand, uses a pickaxe to hack open the coffin she's in. Instead of hopping, you know, getting closer to it and using it to pry the, the lid off. Yeah, it's called tension and suspense. But continue. Yeah. yeah, because there's a few really pretty good shots of her face and the end of the pickaxe being, you know, within centimeters of just hitting her in the face. So it's a pretty good shot. He eventually pries it open and her very blue looking face, because she hasn't been able to breathe properly, is shown. And uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, they buried her, you said, right? Yeah, uh, they began to bury her, yes. Mm-hmm. Now, do, do you think... What, what, do they, what do they usually do before they bury? Oh, I thought he was going to say this. <laughs> you would think that she had been, you know, involved. It's like deja vu. Uh-huh. We don't know if that happened. It should have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's uh, just want to make sure you you kept that in mind. Yeah. You can you keep on going with your, with your plot. Keep going with the plot. All right. Let me get introduced to uh, to the psychiatrist, uh-huh. who it turns out is one of the protagonists. And uh, oh god, come on, brain. You just watched this yesterday. Then all kinds of fucked up shit starts happening and people start to actually die as a result of it. People, uh, and at first people are blaming, you know, the pervert who lives out in the shack because they think that he is responsible because of some shit that he actually did do. You know, I'm assuming several years ago by the timeline of the movie. But, uh, the thing that stands out the most is when the kids are making out in their car and the priest who we previously thought was dead. Uh. I'm sorry, dude. It's just, it's just, it's there. I can just see it. I can see it happening again, especially since somebody who I will not name, but it's Carlos sent me a link to this scene in particular where the priest just stares at the girl who was in the car until she, uh, literally vomits out her bowels. Which, for a practical effect, was pretty fucked up. Actually, Rob, it, was intense. it was intensely fucked up. Rob, I, I am now 41 years old. Yeah. I don't hide that fact, you know, the listeners out there know, because we celebrated the birthday this year. Um, I was eight years old when that I saw that oh, movie. Oh, no. I was eight when I saw that scene. That is too young. That is too young. I was if you listen to the <laughs> the final episode of season one of our podcast, 
whenever we talk about the Italian horror movies. Um, good. I, I, I still am not over it because I still don't understand how your entire anatomical how, how that how that happens. How can yeah. Uh, I and how my know. dad and how my dad let me watch it. <laughs> that I think that's a better question. How did how did anyone let you watch that movie? I would think as soon as oh god, what would have probably as soon as as soon as you see a priest getting hung. Yeah, probably as soon as the priest get, hangs himself. Maybe then you stop that. Um, yeah, my dad was a religious man, so when the lady screams herself to death, maybe maybe then. I don't know. There was a there was a lot of. What's the word I want? Fucked up things in that movie. Like, he's... The priest is just there. I'm sorry. I'm still traumatized. I really... Like, he's just staring at her. And then he's gone. Yeah. And, then he's, and then, then he's by the door. And then it's, it's all... It's a wrap. The, the priest is the one who crushes the dude's head in that scene, right? Or is it her? No, it's, it's the priest. It's the priest? Okay. Yeah. That's, that's what I thought. But I couldn't... And I, I should have known because, you know, the long white sleeves. She wasn't wearing... a you know, a dress shirt or any shit like that. So well, considering consider what they were trying to get down to, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, then shit starts happening. People start dying. Um, the doctor loses a patient. What the hell happens to her? The priest killed. The priest kills her too, right, Emily? Uh, yeah. Because he, yeah, that's right. Because we see him with the fucking handful of the globola yeah <laughs> the globdola is that what that is okay the globola yes of uh of fucking mud and, mud and worms which i'm assuming he just feeds to her repeatedly until she dies yeah gross just smells her to death with a clump but you're of course you did a pretty good job rob i want to say yeah yeah and it helps that I, and this is what i plan to do Every one of these weeks, I'm going to watch the movies as close to our recording as possible, just because my 42-year-old brain cannot be trusted. You can take notes, Robert. I could take notes, and I probably should have, but I didn't. <laughs> Note, taking notes would have helped me remember people's names, so I wouldn't have called the pervert Bob. Although, what the fuck was his name? <sighs> I don't know. Okay. Be because you have I an excuse. <laughs> you didn't watch the movie yesterday. I, I did. You know how many times have you seen that movie? How many times have you seen that movie? I um, let's see. I well, I owned them all on DVD before Shutter. Uh, I first saw the Beyond way back in the year of Our Lord <laughs> <laughs> two thousand and one or some shit like that. <laughs> so that and that was that was about seven years. After I found out what it was, thanks to the internet. Yeah, because it was the tail end of the video nasties era. So all that stuff uh, was just coming back onto VHS and then the new fangled DVD stuff back in that day, time period, era. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So during the second resurgence is when I started watching all this stuff. I will, I will go ahead and mention this now. If I had seen this movie when it was new, I would have been 
Okay, if I'd seen it when I was new, someone would have really fucked up because I would have been three. Yeah. yeah. But uh, what, what are you trying to say? I'm trying to say that if I had seen this shit when I was a child, it would have fucked me completely up. So you think? <laughs> so you think this would, might this might explain a lot? I don't know if it explains a lot, but it does explain some. It does explain maybe a few things. I can see how this would stick with you because when you're that age, you can't tell how fake a lot of the effects look like the t- I, I at one point i thought it was just the tongue just didn't want to stop <laughs> but then i realized those were body parts that were coming out yeah they were and it's, organs. i can i can understand that and then it gets to like what is very clearly supposed to be like the small intestine and it's just like oh no yeah and then the, the stomach the liver yeah yeah uh-huh. yeah then that's all very like I, I thought i was gonna start playing operation <laughs> like, oh, here we go. Let's take that out. Let's, yeah. Sorry, carry on. No, Sorry. that's just that's just the eternal. Bzzz. But yeah, that was a real fucked up sequence. And then, uh, let's see. I'm not gonna fucking remember who gets killed in what order. But since, okay. the, since the gates of hell or a gate to hell has been opened, the dead don't stay dead. The dead right. get back up. The dead go and, in Emily's case, murder their parents. And scared the living shit out of her living brother, her little brother. My poor bastard. At least he survives. <laughs> or does he survive? <laughs> does he? Because that end, we'll talk about that when I get there, but that ending had me a little confused. Yeah, no. Just remember what I brought up earlier. She's in all three of the movies, isn't she? Yes, but we're not talking about it. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, all right. And then there's uh, the scene that actually that made me nauseous. Uh, when they're in the... The four of them are in uh, the doctor's office expositing, talking about how what they have to do to prevent all this before All Saints Day, which is an important plot point because it's like 12 hours away at that point, is... Uh, is to you know destroy the priest because he's why all this horrible shit is happening. And then the maggots, the window inexplicably slams open and maggots just spray into the room for a solid. That scene feels like it's about half an hour long because it is grossing me out the whole fucking time. And uh, I actually wonder because Emily at that point is still living. I'm wondering if if. Uh, if that actually nauseated her or if she was supposed to vomit as a, you know, like that was in the script or it's just like, Nope, that's too gross. My favorite thing about that scene though, is how tightly shut the actors are keeping every, like every possible orifice, their mouths, their eyes are like, "Mm, mm, 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 mm." so was I I when I was watching that movie. Uh, That's, that's fair. That's very fair. So then they all split up and they all start finding dead people. The coroner gets murked by one of the. Wait, did I just fuck up and go to a different movie? Uh. No, no, because no. the cor- the uh, the mortician's coroner's place, and then the mortician's place, whatever. The Undertaker is the first place that uh, that the seance lady. God damn it! Okay, next time I got to take notes on names. Do not <laughs> let me not do that. Pretty good because the seance lady works for me. But the seance lady and the reporter go to the uh, coroner's office first, and uh, and 
no one answers because presumably there's nobody alive in there. Yeah. I wasn't sure if they killed the coroner dude. Fuck that guy, by the way. Don't rob the dead, you jackass. Hey, man. I know, they don't, I know they don't care. It's hell is open to everybody's shady, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, he paid for it because uh, the old lady that was in there literally bit out his wrist. I was like, is that going to kill him or is he just wounded? Either that or she got up and fucked him up proper afterwards. Yeah. Proper. Then her, proper. But then her corpse winds up in uh, in Emily's house. Or not Emily's house. Um, Sandra's house. And Sandra's like, what the fuck? Because, in fairness, uh, that's what you say when a corpse pops up in your house. Yes. Doctor goes there to... And he sees the corpse. And then he sees where the corpse has left. And just bad shit happens that whole time. In the meantime, the pervert who lives out in the woods has snuck into the back of a car to sleep. And uh, his morning ends up real fucking bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just think I almost laughed. Now, the first when I saw him crawling into the car and I saw the drill, I was like, that fucking thing is too shiny for someone not to die on it. <laughs> it was so shiny. You got y'all remember old cartoons when shit in the background was real obvious when it was going to like pop out uh-huh. because it looked different. That drill was the old cartoon gimmick. Oh, it's like, it's like in 3D movies. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so. So it's the next morning. Um, the lady that he apparently tried to like sneak into the woods. Apparently she doesn't hold a grudge because she was like, she was like, Hey, you want to get high? And dude was like, no, I got to get out of here. And then her dad pops into the basement, sees what's happening. Uh, backhands the shit out of our, our pervert friend and then rams his head into the drill. And that's the entire end of that story arc. Mm-hmm. Nothing <laughs> about it is mentioned afterwards. And it's, it's such a slow cause he's, so slowly take taking this dude's head and is shoving it towards the active drill bit that I thought for sure some shit was going to happen and he was going to be the one getting drilled. Well, Rob, you are witnessing what I call the Fulci effect. That's all it is. It's the Fulci effect. The 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 drawn out kills. Yeah, that's not the, okay. And not talk about that yet, but. It's definitely, in fact, I think of one right now where it's happening so slowly that I thought for sure some shit was going to happen to stop it or it yep. was going to end up even more horrific than it already was. Okay, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, well, we're going to get to it. Oh, yeah. Well, we we're going to get to a few of them. Correct. Oh, my, the, the Fulci effect. My all favorite, right. my favorite no, one no, is. No, don't no, do no, it. No, no, just, just, just. All right, just, all right. One movie. One movie at a time. Let's get through this movie. Golly. I didn't think I was going to be doing a full plot synopsis. I guess I could have done it short you, in a short you can, fashion. You can pick and choose. I just want to hear your perspective on the movie. And, uh, okay, so, let me... Let's... Uh, to finish, you know, and this is one thing I liked about City of the Living Dead versus the other two movies. Gates of Hell. Gates of, Look. He's going to do that. He, you, know how, you know how it is. That's true. Um, what? It wrapped up the yep. story. It wrapped up, it wrapped up its own story in uh, what I thought was a better fashion than the other two movies in a fashion that made more sense, at least. Ooh, that's, that's rough saying that one. 
Griff loves the ending to the beyond. I didn't say there's anything bad about the ending. We gotta get I to just, it. <laughs> I just don't. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. All right. So, um, long story short, is it though? It's, it, is it? <laughs> yeah, um, don't, 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 don't. They Sorry. eventually get to the graveyard where the priest is, and they figure mm-hmm. out that he's buried in a tomb. Because of course he fucking is. He couldn't just be in a grave you could dig up. He's got to be in this creepy fucking underground complex. A thing that I forgot to mention is that the town of Dunwich was built on the ruins of Salem. There we go. Good job. So their ancestors were witch-burning sacks of shit. That's wow. my own personal opinion. But um, So they get into the tomb, and the tomb is a relative... For one thing, let's talk about how there's all kinds of spiderwebs and shit, despite the fact that the priest left the tomb. But anyway... Gates of hell's up and anything happened. Keep going. That's true. Gates of hell. Gates of hell. <laughs> They end up, they go down into the tomb. It looks pretty normal. They get deeper in, and it and it starts to break out into these like underground catacombs, where I'm assuming all the corpses that are there are, at least some of them are the burned witches, or supposed to be the witches that were burned in Salem's trials. But anyway, um, Emily decides, hey, I'm not done killing people yet. She shows up, immediately murders what I thought was the actual protagonist, which was the reporter. He gets the back of his head crushed and his brains ripped out. Yep. He's done. He's done. Uh, the doctor, who is sweet on Emily, ends up killing her. Killing or destroying her body, however you want to phrase that. And uh, let's see. Then they just keep, they keep moving because they're trying to find the priest. They have to find the priest and destroy him or they're all fucked. Meanwhile, All Saints Day has started. It actually starts before they go into the tomb. So the dead are rising up in droves now instead of it just being, you know, a small trickle. Now it's a flood. The flood chases the doctor and uh, the seance lady down the, down numerous corridors. They find the priest. The priest is staring at seance lady and threatening to force her to vomit up her everything. Doctor finds, uh, magically finds a cross with a sharpened end probably supposed to be a, a grave marker drives it into the priest the priest screams in a rather horrific fashion catches oh. fire and then all the other dead catch fire and the day is saved right because what happens it's sh- it presumably it shuts the gates of the gates of hell when they destroy the priest mm-hmm. like he was the, he was the doorstop keeping it open and yep. when they destroyed him, it was shut, so all the dead just basically catch fire and collapse where they stand. Right. Except for the few who theatrically, hilariously, theatrically, theatrically crawl around. It's just like, stop that. You were probably directed to fall down and be dead. Stop that. Anyway, the end of the movie, they make the doctor and the sans lady make their way out, climb out of the tomb. Part of me is expecting the cops who have pulled up to the cemetery to shoot them both, thinking they're zombies. Yep. That doesn't happen. Nope. Um, the surviving kid from Emily's family shows up, starts running at Seance Lady, and they cuts to this shot, this first-person perspective, presumably, uh-huh. of Seance Lady. And yep. she starts screaming her fucking mind out uh-huh. as the kid's running towards her. And then the movie, the, fr- the frame freezes and the movie ends. Well, well, more importantly, what happens to the frame itself? 
shatters. Does it, it crack shatter? Oh yeah, it shatters. Like someone now. Like somebody hit it. Why do you think that happened? Uh, what did we talk about earlier? What happens before you bu- bury a body? What should happen? Well, it sh- you should be incredibly dead because your blood gets drained out and it gets replaced with embalming fluid. And who was blue? The lady was blue. But that then what happened? She, then she somehow wasn't... magically came back to life. Yeah, she wasn't. So if you shut the gates of hell. Oh, she went back. That's what is that what they were trying to depict? That as soon as the gate shut, she just got pulled back to why would she go to hell? What did she do to that? No, no, her body just toppled, toppled over. That was her point of view. Uh, yeah, okay. That that makes sense. I didn't really think of that. I was very confused at first when that happened. I was like, what the fuck? Why did why is she screaming? Well the the, the technical reason for that happening because they ran out of money. And oh. they, they, they lost the actual ending to it and couldn't reshoot. So. Which is the best reason ever. <laughs> they ran out of money. Yeah. yeah. Did, uh, did all these movies get made and come out in 1981? Or did they just uh, well, come here this in was 1981? Ni- this is 1980. The other two are 1981. Okay. Yeah. Alright. Alright. Uh, I liked that movie. I thought it was pretty good i like that it more or less wraps up its own story arc within the movie as opposed to one of the other movies so we'll we'll get to that one the the maggots right because you don't like maggots i don't i don't i really don't the side the actual side of them turns my stomach how'd you deal with that uh i just kind of went i kind of just went and and you know watched it did you really make that noise Maybe not that exact noise, but there was something similar. Being, I was just kind of going, oh, 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 no. Especially every time it cut to like one of their faces, and you could see like the where they where they glued groups of whatever the fuck that was to their faces to make it you know make it look like they're actually just getting covered in maggots. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then when the phone rings and the the fucking psychologist is just like, get off. <laughs> he picks up the phone. I'm like, uh-uh, I'd never touch that phone again in my fucking life. <laughs> no, no goddamn way. Eight years old, Rob. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Why? No, that's too young. That's way too young. Well, that was. I think that's about how old I was when I saw Poltergeist. Ooh. And that's, that that's, got me. that's up there too. That got me for a few reasons. I can describe them for you real quick. The tree. Mm-hmm. The kid's name was Robbie. Mm-hmm. It was called that when he was that age. Um, but the tree, there was a tree that looked a lot like that tree outside of the window of the bedroom where I slept. So, so that was uh, that was unfortunate. That'll do it. <laughs> That'll definitely do it. That's a good ass movie too. All right. So now, speaking of good ass movies. Oh yeah. God damn it! You beat me to it. <laughs> speaking of good ass movies. One of Adam R. Griffin's favorite all-time movies, not just horror movie. Not just horror movie. Favorite all-time movies. Yep. Is The Beyond, Rob. So, 
First off, what this we let's we we don't need a synopsis of this one. We don't need a full synopsis. <laughs> Fair because enough. adequately you've adequately proven that you can both watch and discern a movie, unlike maybe I don't know some people who watch Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. But <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Shot <laughs> fired. What was that? <laughs> What just happened? I'm sorry. I I uh, I let some some uh, some annoyances creep in to my to my uh, my seg. I've all gone to shutter because all I want to do is read the plot, read their plot synopsis for the. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. So yeah. Right so you you so. obviously you've paid attention to the movie. You haven't brought anything else outside of the movie. Um, you are you are not a hammer seeing everything as a nail. That you need to smash. That's good. I like that. So, the beyond. You can read the synopsis and then dive on in All right. any way you feel. Just remember, you're talking about the beyond. And if you bring up Bob, bad things will happen. <laughs> uh, in this gore classic, a woman inherits a hotel built over an entrance to hell. But when she starts to renovate, the gates get opened, bringing forth enough demons, killer spiders, ghosts, and evil zombies to make a grand reopening highly unlikely. The middle film in Lucio Fulci's Gates of Hell trilogy is considered one of his best by fans, thanks to some of the most extremely terrifying and gory sequences in horror history. I got opinions on at least one of those. Chopped by censors in 1983, and I'm very curious to see the cut version to see what people actually thought was horrible enough to remove. It took nearly 20 years and Quentin Tarantino's help before the film saw a proper uncut release in the U.S. All right. Yep, and that's the one I got. All right. Uh, I, first of all, I like this movie, too. I didn't really see anything wrong with it. I There's one sequence that I had almost laughed my head off about, and I will tell, it, tell you about it in a little bit. Um, so Lady Inherits a Hotel. First of all, we get the sequence in the beginning, which is in 19... 27 yeah i want to say mm-hmm. and uh you see a very angry posse descending on the hotel to murder a seemingly seemingly mostly hapless innocent painter yeah. i have no idea why i guess they probably think that he's a witch or something he's shit. a warlock a warlock excuse me <laughs> so they do all kinds of god-awful shit to him they beat him half to death with the length of chain which somehow rips off like giant rips out giant chunks of skin. Yeah. Well, that's what chains do. Yeah. I don't want to find out to be in honest. Italy, so in I'm Italy. going to accept that. That's what happened. To, that's what happened in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> then they take him. I thought they were taking him into the basement. No. Nah. Yeah, they were just. They just took him downstairs <laughs> and first they nailed him to the wall. Yep. Quite li- literally nailed him to the wall. And then through, I don't know what the fuck they were throwing on him. Lie. Lie? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, Christ. Okay, it's that the explains. Melting. Yep. <laughs> I, I thought it was supposed to be like something really hot, and that's why that happened. Hot lie. They, were just throwing, they just threw hot lie on him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they effectively melt him to death. Yes. Important to note that before this, he said, be careful what you do. This hotel is built over one of the gates to hell, and I'm the only one who can help you help you with that. Which actually leads to a question I have about the movie, but I'll ask that in a bit. Sure. So, cut to 1987? No, not 87. Cut to the 1980s. Yes. 
the woman inherits the hotel. And uh, you think, eh, this is just kind of a creepy-looking building. Nothing really weird is happening. Uh, there's a couple of painters working on a wall. And, she, and the dude looks down and says, hey, we'll finish this wall today. And she says, that's great. I'm going into town for something. She walks, she walks away for a little bit. And immediately, dude looks in the window, sees a creepy-looking blind lady, and falls backwards and uh, almost just immediately kills himself. He doesn't die, but he, he like. <laughs> then they cut to the room where he's basically muttering in his semi-coherent state about how he saw saw this lady, and they're like, "There was no one there. What are you talking about?" Meanwhile, blood is just flowing out of this dude's mouth, and they're like, "Hey, maybe we should call a doctor." And it's like, maybe, maybe you should. And that's we can't cover I, this up. That's that's another thing I noticed about all three of these movies. Occasionally, people just don't react to the most horrific shit, even when it happens right next to them. Yeah, the normal atrocities don't register. One of those happens in this in this movie too, and I'm going to talk about it because I I laughed. All right. So a bunch of horrible shit happens at the hotel. They call a plumber because they don't have any water. The plumber comes in. It's like, well, I don't know what the hell's happening here because their whole basement is flooded. So he's probably like, oh, God. I don't know. Starts following the leak. And uh, eventually he finds a hole in a wall where that is uh, not empty because the hand reaches out, grabs his face, pokes out both of his eyes through the side of his head, which is really inventive and not a little disgusting. But Joe the Plumber is super fucked. The doctor, we met the doctor earlier because he came in and scooped up the painter to take him to the hospital. And then uh, I think right after, a little bit after that, you see them wheeling, uh, wheeling Joe the Plumber into the morgue, followed not too long after afterwards by what, what I assume is his wife and his daughter. Oh daughter yeah, gets daughter gets left outside because you know you don't want her to see her dad like that. Wife dresses up Joe in his Sunday best. I'm not sure how the fuck she did that because Joe was not a small man, but she or did it. They cut the back off. Oh, that's why. The, oh, that's right. I remember thinking, oh, that's why they cut the back of the shirt up so that you don't have to be strong enough to lift somebody up to put on a shirt. You just roll them. Okay. See, horror movies taught me something. And uh, just wait. <laughs> there's another <laughs> there's a there's another corpse in there that's I think they say is supposed to be six years old. Yep. And uh, for some reason, uh, one of the other doctors hooks an EKG up to their head. This being a horror movie, you can probably see where this is going. It's flat. It's flat. It's flat. Doctor gets called up to do something else as he's walking out. In, as he's walking into the elevator that leads out of there, it blips. So our bra- our brain dead corpse is not so brain dead. Wife comes in, dresses up Joe the plumber. Something happens. Daughter hears her scream, goes into the room and sees uh sees yeah sees the missus <laughs> face down under a flask of I thought I was like. Why is water up there? And then I realized, no, idiot, that's acid. That's not that's not water. <laughs> and uh, her face, her face gets quite literally melted off of her skull. And poor Jill, 
whose name I can remember for some reason. You have now no, hold on. So how do you just randomly remember some people's names and the others you don't? It's because Jill is part of one of the scenes that made that made me laugh really hard later in the oh, movie. Oh, I wonder which one. Okay. Oh, Griff knows. Griff oh, knows exactly what I'm talking about. Because it's one of my favorite scenes of all time. But um, well, his favorite movie of all time. Well, one of his favorite movies. Sorry. Yes. The hotel came with a couple of caretakers. Uh, the caretakers both die. I'm just going to say <laughs> yeah. it like that. Um, the lady caretaker, Martha. Yeah. Yeah. What? The- um, <laughs> look. So it's gonna happen that way. I'm sorry. Uh, she gets she gets one of the slowest kills I've ever seen in any movie. Not one of not the slowest, but a very slow kill because uh, her face is grabbed. <laughs> Joe the plumber grabs her face and is guiding it towards one of the nails. The the uh, painter or warlock, you know, depending on your perspective, was war. nailed to the wall with, and you think. And as, like I said, I'm not familiar. I wasn't familiar with Fulci at all at this point. So I was expecting her to be able to break free or something. It's like, no, that's modern horror movie shit. This was the 1980s. People just took fucking forever to die sometimes. So he just slowly shoves her head towards the nail, and then it's protruding from her eye. Sporch. Yep. So she's dead. Uh, Her son. Well, you know, you never know. Just because she's dead doesn't mean you won't see her moving around later. Also true. Also true. But she's dead. But she is dead. And then her son. I don't know. How does he die? Does he just get drowned? Uh, yeah. Wait, not drowned. It's, um, uh, no, he just, they just, um. They don't show it really. I was gonna say, yeah, I don't remember I was gonna say on... that's that's completely off camera. Yeah, not the only one. In fact, there was one where I screamed, "They did that off camera!" Because yeah. I was like, "That's bullshit." <laughs> but now that I know that they ran out of money on the first movie, it's like, okay, now I understand. It's so a the blind it's a girl thing. and the lady that inherited the hotel have been having conversations, including the one that one that started when she almost literally ran over the blind girl in the middle of the fucking road. Yeah. A road that was actually like a long ass bridge that she sh- probably shouldn't have been standing in. But anyway, they've been having conversations this whole time. Hotel lady mentions to the doctor that she's been having these conver- that she's been having these conversations, and the doc is like, "Where?" Because the house that they that she met her in, or uh, that she went to with her, has been abandoned for like fifty years. Yup. And then the uh, the book that she finds in the forbidden room of the hotel, 36. Or is it 3G? I think it's 36. 36. Uh, she finds a book there. She goes back to get the book afterwards, and it's gone. Yeah. Doctor finds the book in the uh, abandoned house where the blind lady supposedly lives. Reads it and finds out all kinds of, all kinds of shit is happening. Finds out the hotel is built on one of the gateways to hell. And things progressively get worse from there. Yep. I have to specifically talk about the hospital scene. There's this oh, scene. which one? Which one could you possibly be talking about? Oh wait, are you skipping? Um, am I skipping? Yes. What am I skipping? <laughs> Look how angry Griff is getting. What do you think? He reads the book. Dog. 
Oh yes, and the blind lady is protect both is being uh, harangued by the corpses of everyone who have died so far in the movie, and by the warlock's corpse. And uh, the dog fends them off, and you think, "Aw, what a good <laughs> dog!" Fucking and then Dickie. the dog, and then fucking Dicky, turns around and murders the shit out of the blind girl. And why do you think that happened? Why do I think that happened? Uh, I'm assuming that they killed a dog, and the dog just because if you look at the dog, it's like the back of its head is all matted with blood. Yep. And I was just thinking, okay, the dog died. Now. My favorite part of that is how obvious it was that it was somebody holding a hand puppet that's supposed <laughs> to look like a dog and just grabbing her neck with it like, err, err. But the dog turns on her and kills her. Yeah. The other thing that I left out is that Jill, by this point, has started sporting the same fucked up looking eyes that the blind lady had. The weird ass contacts. Yes. She has seen the sea of darkness. Yep. So she. So she is fucked. <laughs> She's fucked. Now I can go to the hospital. You sure can. And one of the most hilarious... Not, I'm not going to cut right to it, I promise. The other thing that I thought was really funny is this doctor holds, this, holds the other doctor, the one who was running the EKG on the corpse, in apparently such high esteem that he thinks he has to go talk to him about everything that's been happening. Because he's like, no, there's got to be some logical scientific explanation for all this. This shit doesn't just happen. Right. So, so he goes looking for this dude. He finds him. Along the way, he picks up a revolver, which turns out to be very useful. Um, but he starts talking to the other, to the other doctor. <clears throat> and the other doctor's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. What are you? And he's basically like, why are you talking to me about this? I don't know what's happening. The zombies just all got up. What do you want? <laughs> and then he shoots at a zombie through a window. And because the gate, the gate to hell has been presumably been opened by this point. Um, when he shoots the glass, instead of it flying outwards, it immediately flies inwards and finds these two spots on the other doctor's head to which the protagonist doctor reacts. Not at all. That's he, right. He more or less killed his, his colleague. And had no, like, felt no remorse, reacted in no way to it. That was the first one that almost, that made me almost laugh. Um, oh, I skipped the one that, that did make me laugh. Well, you're, you're, you're still going in order, though. You're right, I am going in order. Where the hell were, okay, hang on, hang on. Where the hell were killer girls? What? Oh, because she sends dude to get the plants. That's the one that I skipped. Yeah. And that is the funniest fucking kill in the history of horror movies. <laughs> in the history of horror movies that I have seen, excuse me. Because, I don't know, if, have either of y'all ever encountered a tarantula? Uh, no. I'm gonna tell you, okay, I'd like to tell you two things that, as far as I know, they don't do. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't eat human flesh. No, no, no. And they don't squeak like mice. The there, we <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> or, or, as Griff likes to say, chipmunk noises. Chipmunk, chipmunk noises, noises. yeah. Yes. That whole time that was happening, I was just I was just chuckling because I was like, I know I should be horrified by this, but why would you do this? Why, would you, why are they making this ladder? noise? Is this the infamous ladder scene? Yes. 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 Yeah. It's the ladder scene. Like, it, like, it made someone being paralyzed by a ladder fall become a hilarious thing. Yeah. 
It was because at least this little chittering tarantulas eating uh-huh. him to death. I'm like, tarantulas don't do that, and they certainly don't make that noise while they don't do that. In Italy, they do. Yeah. In Italy, they do. Italian tarantulas. Italian tarantulas. Okay. Yeah. Okay. La tarantula. <laughs> All right. Back to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And the doctor being the most head-ass motherfucker I've ever seen because what happens to the, what, what does he do to the first few zombies? I uh, shoots them in the torso and he shoots them in the torso yeah. and the shoulder and shit. And then he finally shoots one in the head and it hilariously, very slowly crumples to the ground. Right. And on the, the next zombie he shoots, he again shoots in the torso. Yep. He eventually gets to a point where he starts just shooting them in the head and they all die and they all, you know, collapse in one shot because, you know, you destroy the brain, you destroy the zombie. That's how it works. Those are the rules. Well, well, I mean, excuse me. Those are a set of rules. Not every set of rules. For for a person that hasn't seen. Yeah. Now now you're starting to get a little, 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 uh, yeah. Well, fool yourself. No, you don't want to do that. We will fuck you up. Yeah. Not too soon. (laughs) <laughs> not not episode not episode one of season. <laughs> you episode I'm, one. I'm changing what movies I'm gonna pick right now. Just cause yeah, I'm that's not gonna that's not gonna go well. <laughs> episode one. I'm scarred for life. Okay, that is that is as I understand it, a set of rules regarding zombies. They're not supposed to move fast, and if you destroy the brain, they're supposed to fall over. So apparently, you're in Walking Dead rules. Romero. That sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. Although I've seen fast zombie movies uh, 28 days later. They're not zombies. Pardon me? Infected. Yeah, there's a big difference. There is a difference, yes. See? But those fuckers run. That's right. Like, the first time I saw that, I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) World War Z, they run. Yeah. I have not seen that either. Exactly. What? You haven't seen World War Z? No. He has learning to do. We'll teach him. That's fine. Okay. Okay. The hospital scene. Yep. Or like I said, the doctor is super head ass because he doesn't figure out, despite the fact that he watches it happen like five or six times, that if you shoot those zombies in the head, they stop working. That's that's how I'm gonna phrase that. They stop. Well, working. let me ask you this question: Do you think he's getting lucky shots off, or do you think he's aiming for the head? I think he's aiming. It makes sense that he's aiming to me because, like, okay, say you shoot a... Please don't do this. Say you have to shoot a person and you shoot them <laughs> twice in the torso and the motherfuckers keep coming at you. What is your next... If you've shot them twice in places that you normally think would debilitate a human, what's the next thing you're going to do? Keep shooting. Run. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my answer would be probably miss the next shot. <laughs> I'm like, keep shooting? like Keep shooting? But you're going to shoot them in the head. What's... Eventually, you're going to, even through your panicking-ass brain, you're going to think to do this and hope it, you know, does something. I don't know. I Either that Actually, or... Actually, I would hold my gun like this. Like... God damn it. Can't hit anything that way, Carlos. <laughs> At least then there'd be an excuse for him not hitting anything in the head. Play time cop? Go on, bro. Anyway, Jill is inexplicably <laughs> in the uh, in the morgue. Yeah, there's no literally no explanation as to how she's oh, up the there. Sick. But 
but who cares? Uh, hotel lady goes over and hugs Jill and says, it's going to be okay. More <laughs> zombies come in. The doctor starts trying to shoot them. This is, and that's, this is the part where he actually shoots like three in a row in the head and they all, they all collapse. So you think, or no, 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 he's shooting them in the torso again here. I remember yeah. that because I remember thinking as soon as the other thing happens, which is when Jill goes mildly aggressive and grabs hotel lady's face, he turns around in a split second and blows off about a quarter of her head. Yep. Which I was just like, it was a laugh, but it was like a <laughs> what? That kind of laugh. <laughs> like, I was not expecting that to happen at all. By the way, another horrible thing that people don't react to at all. Because Hotel Lady doesn't even react, decide to be seemingly grateful that this demon child has been peeled from her face. It's a fucking demon child. Shoot it in the head. They don't know that it's a demon child. That doctor's just a douche. It made the demon noises. It did the demon grab. It gets shot in its demon head. That's how it works. You can't tell me you didn't laugh when that happened. I laughed, but it was the laugh. Of, I'm glad they fucking did that. Because that was a demon kid. That was a vengeful laugh. Oh, God. And then they uh, eventually make their way downstairs in the hospital. But then they're not in the hospital. They're under the hotel. How did they get there? How did this happen? And then they start walking forward, and uh, they're in this. This won't help any listeners, but uh, uh, Mr. Griffin has a background of a uh, shot from the last last few shots of that movie, and uh, that shot looks it looks a lot like the painter's uh, painting. In fact, it just straight up is the painting that he was making. And they walk into the middle of it. And they're kind of like, what the fuck? And there's a few shots of them, and then the the uh, big the uh, big ass shot where it shows them standing in the middle of the painting. And then they turn around, and they both have the fucked up contacts because they too have seen into the sea of darkness. Is that how yes. they phrase that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what the fuck happens to them after that. They're stuck there forever. So they're stuck there. Yes. Now, is the gate to hell stuck open, or did they shut it? Did it ever open? Oh, it's open. It's open. Okay. Yeah. And they went there. They sh- They they and now they're stuck. And now they're stuck there because they have to. Oh God, was it contend with all that they see? Is yep. It's paraphrasing, but they're that, line, that line happens a few times. Uh, comes up a few times in the movie. You will behold the sea of darkness and contend with all that you see or something like that. Yeah. So are they now like guardians of the gate? They have to keep it. They have to hold it shut. Or is the world just fucked and they just get to they just get to wander around in this barren limbo the whole time it's happening? It's I like it because the world is fucked. It's fucked and they wander. Yeah, it's fucked and they wander. OK. Yep. And that's when you learn that these three movies aren't connected in any kind of way. Except what? Uh, except that all three of them have. Oh, what the fuck's her name? No, Robert. No, <laughs> no. What were you just? I'm gonna be honest. About? I don't actually know. What were you just saying? What, what is the trilogy called, Rob? Well, the Gates of Hell trilogy. Yeah, so, so they all have the Gates of Hell. <laughs> yeah, but they shut the gates of the gate of hell. Well, they shut a gate of hell. That's right. Seven cursed places. I forgot. So yeah, why they, are there seven of these movies? God damn it! Because nobody would make the other four. 
That's a, that's a shame. But don't worry, because that's a game we play later. Keep going. All right. <laughs> so that's the, that's the end of the Beyond. Yes. And it actually does wrap up its story arc, in, just not in a fashion that I found satisfactory. Ooh. Because that ending, that, that ending, it doesn't suck in quality. It's just bad for the characters. Ooh, correct. Bad for the characters, how? Well, because they're wandering through a barren, featureless wasteland littered with corpses. Now, so, granted, they can't see it. So, from an emotional standpoint, the ending sucks because they did yes. not succeed. From a, from, from a story standpoint, it's fine. There's, okay. I, so, I have no see, objection. See, see, now, now we get into, now we get into nitty gritty. Now we get into how we talk about these movies. Because there's a difference between a bad ending and an ending you don't like. Absolutely. Um, yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy this is happening to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. This is great. Oh, don't worry. Yours is coming. No, no, it's not. <laughs> we keep my mouth shut. Wait, we talk about the ending to the next movie. Oh, it's okay. I hate that little motherfucker. So... <laughs> I'm not the only one. It's the happiest ending ever. (laughs) Do we want to talk about anything else with the Beyond? Because despite the latter scene is one of... Honestly, if I wanted to just show someone what I thought was a funny-ass kill in a horror movie, it'd be that. (laughs) Have you ever heard a tarantula make this noise? And then you just see them slowly crawling up there, chittering like mice. Did you know that when tarantulas kill, they sound like chipmunks? (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that they also will very slowly just eat a corpse? Not just not just eat the corpse, but eat the face of a corpse. Eat the face, rip the tongue out. Not even a corpse. It was it was a paralyzed person. That shot was fucking gross. That was actually gross. When it's like, I'm gonna crawl in here and pull this out. That was also uh, very funny to watch when the animals. Very, very obviously, were replaced by props. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I'm glad of. I'm glad they didn't actually try to force a tarantula to crawl into a human being's mouth. I'm sure the human being is also glad that they did not try to do that. Well, true. <clears throat> and um, also, we learned in in the Beyond um, that Fulci doesn't care about dogs. Oh, Fulci no. doesn't care about dogs. Um, kids. Kids. He definitely does not care about kids. And blind people. Uh, <laughs> Yep. Oh man! Hey, he proved that he doesn't care about dogs or blind people in the same scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right. Would we like to move on to the finale of the Gates of Hell trilogy? You can do just that. All right. I'm gonna. You're read doing the, a fantastic job, by the way. I'm gonna read That's the right. synopsis again. Okay. All right. I just, I just like how they they write these. Okay. <clears throat> I'm I'm listening. Gruesome supernatural slayings begin after a family moves into their new house in, in the final entry in Lucio Fulci's Gates of Hell trilogy. The Boyles' new house hides a horrific history of murder and torment, including a recent familicide committed by Norman Boyle's former colleague. That's a slight misstatement, but that's okay. But as Norman tries to uncover the mystery behind the murders, he uncovers an otherworldly secret that may be closer than he thinks. Though it's tonally less apocalyptic than City of the Living Dead and The Beyond. Yeah, that's true. The creeping suspense and gory effects should satisfy any Fulci fan. Contains (laughs) violence and gore. 
Uh-huh. Like that last line, was that really needed? Like I, I guess if you've gotten to the, the third movie of this trilogy, you know it's going to have violence and gore. Yeah, yeah. I could also see you watching these out of order. I don't know why would if if that? if you didn't know that there were three of them and that they were released in an order. Yeah, I would. I would go. I would go. House by the Cemetery, to the Living Dead, then the Beyond. But good. <laughs> <laughs> of course you. Would. Uh, what can we say about this movie? Uh, let's just go ahead and talk about Bob and how much he sucks. Bob, I get very upset. Wait, no, you, you go, you, you go, you go, Rob. I'm sorry. It's it's not even the kid's fault. It is it's, the kid's fault. I think that they dubbed, they like dubbed a really really bad voice. Like I swear to God that that Bob's dubbing is an adult trying to sound like a child. Yeah. Yeah. Mommy, mommy, why did the girl in the picture tell me not to go there? <laughs> that, that's really good. Good job. <laughs> and and his name is Bob. His name is Bob. It's a kid name. named Although, Bob. A kid named Bob. That is weird. You wouldn't call him Bobby? Correct. Right. Until the end. Right? They call yeah. him Bobby once in the entire movie. That's towards the end. Yeah. When, when he's about to get got. Yep. All right, they set that kid up. <laughs> kid did get set up because he is the face. They use the face that everyone's going to see when they think, "I hate that fucking kid." Bro, that kid sucks. That kid sucks. All right, so I hate his face. <laughs> I hate his name. I hate his dubbed voice. The dubbed voice is the worst part. And he's not even the antagonist of the movie. He's not even the antagonist. <laughs> You don't see the antagonist of the well, no, no, that's not true. You see, actually see, see him. him. You see him in the very beginning of the movie when he, uh, when he feeds a knife to the back of some poor lady's head. Yeah, see, this is like so. I don't know me and Griffith discussed. This is the only one of the three movies where there is a man antagonist. Right. Like, I mean, the priest in the beginning, not he's just being. You he's know, just a catalyst. Yeah. Correct. This yeah. guy's the main. Yeah, he's guy. he he is it. Yeah. And a great name too. Freudstein. Freudstein. What Freudstein. the fuck? Who who did that? His name is Lucha. <laughs> <laughs> That's like uh, the Italian version of Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yeah. Freudstein. Anyway, they uh, okay. So it opens up with uh, Freudstein murdering a couple that go that go to his old house to make out. Apparently. Yeah. If I I took one look at that place and I was like, I'm not bringing anyone here to fuck. What are you doing? What are you What are you doing? Now, granted, it was this really nice house in the middle of the woods that no one fucking wanted to live in because of its storied history. So you had no chance I'm, of being run into there. So so you understand why you I understand? I understand, but I still would have taken just like, like looked at that motherfucker. I'd have been like, man, just I don't like think dude this is in Gates it. of Hell. Taking his girl in the car, where he took yeah. her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He wasn't doing yeah. it because you know it was a scenic place to be. Like, I'm fitting to fuck. Gonna be there. I'm fitting to get busy, and I'm, I don't really care where it happens. I'm, which I'm, was a poor choice on your part, sir. Mm-hmm. Sir. But so you see, Freud's scene there. He commits a double murder. You don't. You only see one of them. He dies off camera. You never even see him at all. She's right. calling for him because she thinks he. Uh, she thinks that he's fucking pranking her. Right. Also, uh, maybe worth noting, it's the first instance of uh, titties 
in any of those three movies. <laughs> <laughs> the only instance. <laughs> I would like. I would like to point out that I was not the one to make the <laughs> You were basically not the one. To just, you knew one of us was in gone. either episode that we fucked about Italian horror movies to bring that up. <laughs> That's funny. <sighs> I got you back. That's real funny. <laughs> okay, so fun. then it goes to the scene where Bob is staring at a. It co- goes from like a a pull away from the house to a close up of a picture of the house, and you see this little redheaded girl who is pretty clearly in the shot. Uh, I don't think you actually see her mouth moving, but Bob does. Bob does, and he asks his mother, why is that girl telling us not to go there? And the mother the, the mother is just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Pack your shit. We got to go. <clears throat> and then she looks at the picture, and of course, there's no little girl, because why would there be? And then we meet... Uh, God, I'm so pissed I can't remember his name. We meet another doctor protagonist. Or is he a doctor or is he a professor? Doctor Professor. Doctor Professor. Well, th- that kind of doctor. Not that kind of doctor. Not that kind, Not kind of doctor. <laughs> I'm just going to call him the protagonist. Well, you do a good job of that. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Um, so we meet the protagonist who is doing research, or who is taking up the research of his former, his uh, former, um, goddammit, word, colleague. Colleague? Yeah. Colleague. Norm, uh, Shit, I forgot that dude's name too. You you had it. I, I don't you, know what, you were saying it. You were there. You were saying it. Fuck. You definitely were saying it. I've lost it. <laughs> I, you said you were you were about to say Norman. Yeah, Norman. Uh, what the fuck was his last name? I'll Did tell you. It, well, it's written as Boyle, but I don't know if they mentioned it in the movie. No, that was his. That Norman Boyle is the protagonist. Thank you. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Norman Boyle, he's going to take up his colleague's research and he's going to move his family out to the middle of fuck nowhere to do it. Correct. Mm-hmm. To a house that is coincidentally haunted as fuck. But anyway, we'll we find that out later. Personally, I think after uh, if you told me you wanted me to move into a house by a cemetery, I might I might give you a, a look of some sort. Well, you know the you know the price is going to be good. Rob, did I ever tell you where I live? I'll tell you at the end. No, tell him right now. I'll tell him. Rob, (laughs) technically, where I'm at is a house by the cemetery. cemetery. Do you have a tomb in your house? Well, not in my house. Not not that I know of. (laughs) But it's a weird cemetery. I got got some creepy spots in this place. It's a weird cemetery. Yes. It's not even like a regular cemetery. No. It's a no. weird cemetery? Oh, yeah. fuck that. It's like a it's like a familial plot next to a uh, community multipurpose room. Huh. All right. Yeah, community clubhouse. Yeah, what do you think you'd ever hear that? No, uh, never. Never. That's not something I ever would have thought I would hear. Just right down the street. From where I sit, recording this show. I've driven. I've driven by it many times. <laughs> no, it exists. No, yeah. you're not supposed to live in the house by the cemetery. <laughs> you do what you got to do, right? Exactly. And what's what's Norman doing? 
Now, no, no, professional no. segue. No, Look at no. that. <laughs> I'm gonna argue that Norman Boyle. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna argue. Norman Boyle is not doing what he has to do. He is doing what is expedient. And the reason I say that is because his wife is very clearly not into this fucking idea. And she's even less into the idea when they go into the house and see what the fuck they're dealing with. Well, what Norman has to do, what Norman had, what Norman chooses, what happened, what happened was Norman chose this because he felt he had to do the research for his career. Obviously, obviously, that decision did not involve the uh, the uh, discussion with his wife. No, no, because so, so, you know, I think so, that's I think so, that's her first line in the house, isn't it? Maybe Bob and I should have stayed in New York. Maybe Bob should have stayed in the womb. <laughs> maybe maybe Bob just shouldn't have showed up. Yeah, maybe we should have left Bob in New York. <laughs> Tense himself. Oh. Uh. Let's see. What's the first fucked up thing you see? Not uh, not the first fucked up thing. The first fucked up thing you see after they make the move is uh, May, the young, the redheaded child we discussed earlier, the one who pops up in the picture and then disappears, uh, sees a mannequin suddenly get its head invisibly sawed off, and then it falls over. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> They leave Bob in the car for some fucking inexplicable reason, I guess because it's small town. Either they're trying to get someone to take him off their hands, or it's, it's small it's, town USA, and they're not oh, worried about it. Yeah, it's the early 1980s. Um, parents did fucked up shit to kids. No, I'm pretty sure they're trying to get rid of him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the windows we, were up. We were, the windows we were, were up. And the we AC were children. We were left in all sorts of just weird places. <laughs> they, they would not keep children. They would not leave children anymore these days. Yeah. Cars, arcades, malls. Home, Bob sees May. Homes. Bob sees May from a great distance. I would say like 10, 12 car lengths away, but they're having a conversation, a very clear conversation in their minds. Mm-hmm. Or at least in Bob's mind. I don't know if May is, I don't remember if May is actually using her mouth to talk then or not. But regardless, they come back to the car after picking up the keys to the house. Bob's not there. They're panicking. What's happened to Bob? Well, what's happened to Bob is he's wandered out and picked up the doll May was carrying. May is nowhere to be seen. Mm-hmm. Because no one else can see her, Bob. <clears throat> uh, anyway. They go to the house, start unpacking. Okay, Bob's time, time out, time out. What's with yeah. this special effect you keep doing? It's not a special effect. I just leaned into the microphone, and I didn't want to yell and blow out anybody's ears. Rob, are you, are you trying to establish a routine? Shit, am I? Yes, yes, yes. You've done this in every appearance. (laughs) This is. I don't know what you're talking about. This is this is this is your thing. Um, we'll have to to confer about this later. This need to be a different thing. All right, I'll I'll try to not. not (laughs) Just fucking with your Rob (laughs) Jeans. I don't know what you're talking about. But um, I will throw something at the screen. You're going to break your screen to try to teach me a lesson? Don't do that. You're going to break your screen to try to teach you a lesson? Shut up. I don't know why you do that. Um, all right. Yeah. Oh, they just moved into the house. <laughs> They're unpacking. She's trying to clean. Bob's being a pain in the dick. Babysitter shows up. Babysitter looks uh, 
almost exactly like the mannequin that whose head got invisibly sawed off earlier. So you know some shit's going to happen with her at some point. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me. I feel like that's an understatement in a Lucio Fulci <laughs> movie. Uh, I mean, you already know what's going to happen to her. You don't know necessarily that you know that, but you do know. You you have been shown what happens to her. It's fucking way more horrific when it does happen, but, you know, because it's not invisible anymore. <laughs> All right. Um, and the house is the house is just creepy. The house is just a creepy place in the middle of a creepy place. Uh, the uh, Norman is trying to get his wife to take what I'm going to assume are either uh, sedatives or uh, sedative. Sedatives. Sorry, sorry, I just had to say it. Or, or some kind of mood stabilizer, which is not a thing you could have paid me to take in the fucking 1980s, because goddamn. Right. I gave some Xanax. That shit was still real rudimentary. But, um, presumably, so just something to, I believe, as he phrases it, calm her nerves, which is what leads, lead, what led me to think that he was trying to get her to pop sedatives. But he didn't want her to say, shut the fuck up about the house. I don't care. Because <laughs> he wasn't in it half the time. He was doing his research. That's usually how it goes. And she sees some shit. They've got a cellar door that is boarded shut until Anne, the babysitter. Remember her name randomly. Can't remember the wife's name. <laughs> but but until Anne, uh, Norman catches Anne prying the boards off it. And again doesn't react he just looks gives kind of looks at her funny and walks away to leave her to finish onboarding the, the cellar door which is locked and he's like hey i've got the key to this mystery and he's literally holding keys as he does it and i hate it <laughs> <laughs> they eventually unlock the door and nothing good comes of going into the cellar never Listen, ever that, in any that movie door that door, let me tell you. Now, are we are do we do we say that door is the gate of hell in this movie? Yes, it kind of seems like because it's, it's, it's a metaphorical be. gate and not yeah. necessarily a literal one. Okay, it also locks make- randomly uh, shuts and locks itself, but not always both. Because a couple of times it just shuts itself and they walk back and they walk back up there and unshut it, unshut it. Because open is not a word. Unshut it. Unshut it. Mm, Interesting. That's this whole time. Norman Boyle's doing his research. Um, and once and does this happen? This happens after the bat incident, I think, when he's like, "I got to go to New York." Oh, the bat. The bat. The bat. The bat. The bat being the most hilariously the most hilariously fake looking thing ever, which it has to be because uh, Norman, in his infinite wisdom, instead of prying the little shit off his hand, uh, stabs it like seven times. Yeah, you got to. You got to. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking bat in the house, and and you and it's nineteen eighty, and you don't know to cover yeah, it in like it's New England. In New England, you don't notice, you know, covered in sheet, throw the fuck outside. You got to stab shit out. That's how it works. And it's, okay. more, it's more man bad than it is Bruce Wayne. Yeah. yeah. Also, Norman is either There's just a- really bad with knives or doesn't know how to stab anything. Cause oh, no, Norman, Norman doesn't know how to stab. He just reads Norm- stuff. Yeah. He, so Norman just kind of goes. 
And no one can see what I'm doing, so I don't know why the fuck I'm doing it. But please but don't he, ever make that noise. Yeah, never again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, really you, you have to leave that on. Leave that in. No one can no, see what I'm doing, so it doesn't look bad. It only sounds bad. I may have to post that. Yeah, clip. So, somebody <laughs> post the clip. Just clip. Just clip, Just clip it. Yeah, April Fool's gonna be fucked up for you. Um, so <laughs> get, 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 get. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Fair enough, but fuck. All right. So there's an incident. He goes into the cellar. A bat latches onto his hand. He runs back upstairs, stabs it a few times, slings it. Damn it, Rob. Slings it around. Oh, I did it again. Sorry. Slings <laughs> the bat around. Gets blood all over everybody, including Bob's nice white jacket. <clears throat> Sir, you wore a white jacket. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And until the bat finally dies, and he and Norman's just walking around with his hand covered in blood because he got the ship it out of him by a bat. And a little bit after that, he tells the wife, "Hey, I've got to take a trip to New York." And she's like, "What the fuck? Why?" He's and he doesn't tell her a goddamn thing. He just says he has to do it to take to uh, get permission to follow a new uh, a new hunch or so, something of that nature. My answer would have been to take Bob and dump him in the Hudson River, but yeah, you know. And then that, not too long. That didn't happen. I'm fucking up the order here. At some point, his wife has discovered the cover of a tomb in their house while she's cleaning because she's sweeping, uh, sweeping over a rug. And she's like, what the fuck is this? Because, God damn it, I did it again. She bumps the broom or bumps the, uh, yeah, bumps the broom against something. She moves the rug and you see just a stone tomb cover. Yeah. To which I was like, what the fuck? I don't know if that's really a thing or not. But uh, Norman Boyle assured his wife that it was normal in that part of the world. Well, it's New England. In New England, I should say. Yes. Yeah. And I have no idea if that's true or not. It is. If it is, what the fuck? <laughs> it is. It's. I don't know. Yes. I'm, just, I'm just saying that because I lived in New England and that just seems like something it's, they would do. It's, it tracks. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it, it tracks. Yeah. Things get more and more fucked up. Bob mm-hmm. sees a lot of May. Bob goes back into the house and May's like, you shouldn't go in there. <clears throat> and I'm trying to remember if this if that's when uh that's when Anne goes into the cellar. Because she thinks Bob went down there. And she's trying to find him. She comes back up, the door's mis- mysteriously locked, and Bob is like, We'll rescue her. And he, he just grabs a bunch of toys and then goes to the door. The door's not locked at that point. No, um, not when he goes to try it, because by then, uh, unfortunately for Anne, her head has been very sawed off by what seems to be kind of a blunt knife. Yeah, yeah. So. uh, Bob opens the door and there's nothing there, there's no blood, nothing. And so I'm like, did that really happen? Is someone hallucinating? What the fuck? Bob goes down the stairs, and then Ann's head rolls down the stairs towards him. And then you know, oh shit, yep, that happened. (laughs) And then Bob screams and runs up the stairs. Later on, Bob ends up in the fucking cellar again. And about the... Uh, shit, hang on, I skipped a whole fucking thing, where the doctor finds the, uh, finds the tape of his colleague and listens to it and discovers that, uh, and then in his opinion, he knows why the murder suicide happened. 
because the dude just found out something and lost his shit. Come to find out, what he found out was that uh, the Freudstein house, as it is referred to a few times by the real estate agent, who is then angrily corrected by his boss, it's Oak Mansion. Ah, that's right, Oak Mansion. Oak I Mansion. I thought it was Oak Manor for some odd reason, but it's Oak Mansion, you're right. Because, I mean, for obvious reasons, because as soon as anyone read anything about Freudstein, they would read about this creepy old fucking doctor who, who did experimental surgeries on people against their will. So it's like, well, yeah, I'd want to rename it too. But uh, doctors or uh, Norman's racing back to the house. Bob's trapped in the cellar. The wife is trying to open the door. She breaks the key off in the lock. And then in a scene that I was 1,000% was going to be her death, breaks a knife off in the door. I mm. thought for sure when she did that, she was going to like accidentally somehow just stab herself right in the eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's, that's what the, the other two movies had done to me. I was like, something bad's going to happen here. They eventually, eventually, Norman comes home. Bob has yet to be grabbed by the mysterious, the to this point, mysterious killer. Because at this point, you don't know for sure who it is. Right. Until Boyle says, it's Freudstein. But uh, uh, Norman hacks the door open, almost chopping into his son's face in the process. Because Fulci really likes that shot, apparently. I don't blame him. It's a good shot. It builds tension. Makes you think something bad's about to happen to Bob, which also makes you happy. They get through. They get down there. They grab Bob up. And, uh, but then they, they all see Freudstein for the, well, excuse me, Bob had already seen Freudstein because he was walking up the goddamn stairs to kill his ass. But the Boyles had not seen Dr. Freudstein, Freudstein, excuse me. And then they both saw him. And this is after, uh, there'd been some exposition from, from Norman talking about how he needs new cells to keep living. Now I interpreted that as in, he needs to eat his victims. Apparently, that's not what it meant because, you know, there was a bunch of fresh corpses in there. None of them had been chewed on or anything. So uh-huh. he, for some reason, he goes. He he goes after Freudstein. I'm sorry. He goes after Freudstein. There's Max. two reasons why I'm laughing. I, I know exactly why you're laughing. <laughs> he goes after Freudstein with an axe. Freudstein's like, nah, bitch, you ain't having that. Throws Norman down to the ground. Norman finds a knife and runs at him and stabs him. And because there weren't enough maggots in City of the Living Dead, they just do a close-up shot of the knife wound that Forgedine just took, and worms and maggots are just spilling out of it. And I was I was most nonplussed. But then he just kind of stands there and lets Forgedine grab his neck and rip out his throat with his bare hand. So he, so the Norman is out of the picture. His wife takes Bob, runs towards the stairs that lead up to the tomb lid. Oh, I, I forgot about the real estate agent getting murdered by the tomb lid, essentially. Which uh, cracked open under her foot. Her foot got trapped in it. Freudstein came out of the basement, said, oh, stabbed her a few times. with. I don't know what the fuck he was stabbing her with. It just looked like he found a piece of rebar and was shoving it into her. Yeah. She gets stabbed, uh, I guess, four times because as she, as he's dragging her corpse to the basement, you get a good look at her skull, and it looks like he, like, off camera, stuck it in her eyeball as well. 
Because the last one they show on camera is when she gets stuck in the throat. Right. Which is a really a, a really good shot because it doesn't look nearly as fake as I would like something like that to look. <laughs> like there's no obvious buildup around the wound that happens in like a lot of older movies. Fuck, it happens in a uh, brief side note, it happens in Robocop. Oh when god. He stabs, when he stabs yeah. Boniker at the end, you see that big like Round. Now, of course, maybe that's just because he ripped out, you know, part of his throat. Did you say Wait. Robocop? You said yeah. Robocop. I did. Hmm. Another maybe. one of Adam's. Uh, so, Gates of Hell has my moment in life, Rob. Robocop has Chris. Is yours? Can yep. I guess what it is? Sure, go ahead. Does man. it involve toxic waste? Nope. No. Because that fucked me up for a little while. No. That melted dude runs at the car and then gets splattered. No, 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 no. Is it worth uh, getting his leg blown off? Because that's pretty fucking gross. Yeah, that's part of it, yeah. That whole sequence is actually <laughs> pretty rough. Yeah, yeah, it's that sequence and uh, and uh, Ed 209 at the beginning. Because oh, I was seven. Oh, you see, that's, that's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> Okay, we're getting to the end of House by the Sea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I got us off track. I apologize. I got us off track. I'm sorry. Um, no, I'm not. End of the House by the Cemetery. They're both trying to squeeze through the crack made in the tomb lid earlier. The wife is too fucking big, she, and she's not strong enough to move the tomb lid because it's fucking rock. It, you know, it's stone. It's heavy, probably heavy as shit. I think that adrenaline would have probably enabled most people to move that fucker, but you know, whatever. That's not that would then what kind of horror movie would it be if they escaped? Um Freud Steen climbs up the stairs, drags her down the stairs, and I wasn't sure what was happening at first, but then I heard the sound effect, and he's just literally smashing her head against each one of those metal stairs as he drags her down them, and then he drops her next to her dead husband. Not and uh you see the blood pool under her head. So you know she's dead. Yep. It's like the zombies in Resident Evil. When the blood pool's under them, they're done. Exactly they're right. Mm -hmm. Wow. Bob is desperately trying. Hold on. Do we get another Resident Evil mention yeah. without it being from Adam? I didn't make it. Yeah. Good job, Rob. You're fitting in well. There's Bob? just one more you need to say before the end. <laughs> oh, oh, if that happens. No, he's not going to say it's it. Like it's no way. Bob way. trying to squeeze his giant fucking head through the, through this tiny, through this relatively tiny crack in the tomb lid. And then you see, as he's doing this, and Forge Dean's coming up the stairs to have himself a Bob-sized snack, uh, you see another hand grab the lid and pull it back. And of course it's May pulling him up out of the tomb, because who else is it going to be? And then suddenly they're not in the same time or place. Right. And you have um, who I assume is Mary, Mary Forge Dean, the one who the one that May says she's not buried there. Yeah. I know. Um, tells him, well, now that Bob's going to stay, he needs to show that he can act like a Forge Dean. And then the three of them take hold hands. And walk the fuck out. Just walk right out of the house. And the last shot of the movie is them walking down the high, uh, down a road or a highway or something. They're just walking away. And I'm going to be honest. I did not totally comprehend what the fuck happened there. 
I was like, did Bob, did Bob actually survive? Or is he just, is this just his, uh, did it, did what he see just completely break his brain? Or did May essentially save him by bringing him to wherever she is? Uh, or all of the above. Or all of the above, yeah. Let's say all of those things could be true. Yeah. Because he, he definitely, you know, he's pulled out of that moment into the, the ghost world or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he can't go back there. Yeah, and that's, that's presumably why Mary says, well, now that Bob's going to stay, because he's fucking stuck there. If he doesn't yeah. want to stay, tough fucking shit. Right. It's either he can stay here or he can maybe go back and then immediately be murdered. Right. So, Which probably not what I would want either, you know? Oh. So, <laughs> that I will. I'll be honest. House by the Cemetery was my least favorite of the trilogy. Yeah, still well, not. Well, a, still not uh, a bad movie. Uh, 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 well, if Bob wasn't in it, right. how would you feel? If they had just fixed Bob's dubbing, I would have hated him less. But every time he talked, it was so goddamn annoying. And it wasn't just. It wasn't just like a, the bad dubbing. It was a bad dub. Don't get me wrong. But it was like a bad dubbing created in the most irritating way they could have done it. Like, come on, come on man. Find an actual child. I know you didn't. I know you had you paid someone like me to just talk like this for all of Bob's lines. Ha ha. <clears throat> Aw. I told you he's going to get in there. Aww. He made his way in. Yeah. Puppy. Say hi, Dexter. Sweet. Hey, buddy. All right. No, don't say that, Rob. <laughs> wow. What kind of shit is that? Uh, anyway, I thought those were three pretty good movies. So, Nothing in them scarred me, but that's because I'm I'm fucking old. Yeah, if I'd uh, seen those when I was young, yes, absolutely. Uh, probably any of the three of them would have had at least one thing that would have fucked me up. Okay. So, well. and so for your first foray into this season's um, journey into horror. Did you think it was a a nice way to ease into it? Did you think that we just ripped the bandaid off? How, how do you feel? I think you eased me into it. I do. I'm glad Not, you feel that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I fully expect to get completely fucked up, if nothing else, by some psychological horror movie. So, I don't know if that's what you plan to do, but I do expect it to happen. And probably also by just a straight gore fest at some point will actually fuck me, fuck me up. Yeah, I think week five or week six, we have to talk about which week it is. Uh, you're not going to get a choice. And I think I, I th- if, if Los and I have been talking about two movies in particular to make you choose, I don't think we're going to make you choose. I think you're just going to have to watch both of them. I thought that's what I was doing anyway. That's it might what, be what, might I be thought what we I were doing anyway. that. Okay. Watching both. has to figure out who. And I have to try to guess movie. which of you yeah. gave me which movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, for that week, yeah, we already know the two movies. Like we're on board with the two movies, so pretty much we picked both movies. So it's not it's not going to be a who picked what. It's going to be a can I survive? Okay. Yeah. Like you may need a bucket. Oh, uh, 
quick aside, shout outs to Shudder for being just kind of an amazing service. Oh yeah. Oh, I yeah. had no trouble watching any of those that the Roku has a Shudder app, so I actually just got to watch them on the regular as TV. It was nice. Ouch. Oh, my only com- yeah, my only complaint there is that the whole my list thing doesn't work, but the search engine doesn't suck, so Anyway, All right. so you watch you watch you watch the uh, the Gates of Hell trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. any do any movies come to mind that you would add to like a Gates of Hell sequence? Like for example, like I would say, uh, Evil Dead twenty twelve twenty thirteen twenty thirteen. We always we always argue about that because we like one like one website says twenty twelve, the other one says twenty thirteen. Yeah. I don't think I have enough horror movie knowledge to really see. Think. Now, here's the thing: it doesn't have to be a horror movie. Right. It doesn't have to be a horror movie. But no, what the hell it's... other movies feature Gates of Hell? Like uh, Event Horizon. Yeah. Oh, Event Horizon would be a good one, just because that's just a that's a fucked up ass movie. Event Horizon. Uh, for some reason, my head, my brain was like Hellraiser. Definitely. Yeah. See. Say. Look at you. Good man. I think that I need to watch that series because it's on. You can watch. You can watch the gate. Just got put on shutter. The, the gate. gate. Yeah. Yes. What's little Stephen Dorff? Yeah. Little Stephen Dorff of uh, Blade fame. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Yeah. Got, yeah, I got, guess so. <laughs> got to appeal to Griff's. Uh, the first Blade was such a good movie. I'm not going to talk shit about the other two because I don't want to upset anybody. You know, just also the, you know, one was the best one. The third one had the best plot by far. You <sighs> see, you you have done what I had hoped to not do, which was hurt Griff's feelings. Oh no, he didn't hurt it my hurt feelings. feelings. He just knows he's he's he's. Ooh, fuck. He's sad to the. Sad to list. A movie, you know, a movie with a. James and Jobs. A UFC version of Dracula. Yeah, it's just his ad to it. Don't you call him, just call him Drake. It's like, you know, just, uh, just, just not even start up with that. Because, yeah. That song up. does have a song in it that I really like. Which is the um, uh, Fatal, which I think is by the RZA. Uh-huh. Well, that song is fucking good. Yeah. The dialogue from the movie in it is cheesy, yes. But oh, the song itself. But <laughs> Ryan's Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds' uh, first attempt at being Deadpool. Yep. <laughs> at least he eventually and, got that and then right. Every, and then every other movie he was in. Yeah. Green Lantern, Deadpool. That movie kind of hurts my feelings <laughs> because it could have been really good. And I don't even hate. I don't dislike Ryan Reynolds, but I do not think he should have been Hal Jordan. But that's just—he would have made a good Kyle Rayner. Um, Excuse me. But that's another podcast episode for another time. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps if we're out of this horror sequence. So, uh, wrapping up, uh, what do you think overall, as far as your experience and and that was an entertaining experience. Anything you might be looking forward to, you might want to branch out into and like take a look at outside of the podcast horror movie wise i am kind of curious about just italian horror movies in general okay oh like how- what, you you what a wonderful statement to make 
This How is much is there besides the Faulty Trilogy? I'm guessing a lot. Oh, oh. oh tons. Week well, 13. Week 13. Uh, week you, 13 of our season one. You can catch up on that episode of our podcast where we only talk about Italian horror movies. Pen, don't do this shit. There we go. Um, if you would like, should we do a week of Italian movies? Chris, yeah. We'll pick yeah. one each. Yeah. Yeah. And then he'll watch it. Yeah, because I think they got one I want to. <laughs> <That's... laughs> so, yeah. 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 Oh, wait. Yep. Yep. I definitely. can hear the machinations. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, you're not ready. <laughs> you're not, man. Will I be ready afterwards? Probably not. I'll probably just be like, fuck. What did y'all do? No, that's, do that's, that's either week five or week six. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Where you're like, fuck. Where I, I, if, if, listen, watching both the movies that I, when I watch them, I almost killed Adam. And his <laughs> <laughs> like via a jump scare or did you just want to choke him? Oh, there's, I, <laughs> no, I was going to smother him with his pillow. <laughs> it was just, I, oh, you're, you're going to see. You're going to see. Yeah, I guess I am. You're, Did we want to talk about the next set, or are we going to do that uh, privately? No, we're going to do that privately. I don't want the podcast. Don't spoil it? All right. No spoilers. You're going you're gonna, to... We, we, we will only spoil week one and week 13. Yes. Correct. Yes. But uh, with that, since we, we, you survived week one. Proud of you. You did it. Um, you're able to... Proud of you. You, you you watched the movies and you, you took in the knowledge and you saw the gore and you saw the special effects. You came out the other side with a little bit of a, a little, little bit of appreciation for that one there, Lucio Fulci. So with that, uh, this has been another episode. Of it's the Damage Laws the podcast. If you enjoyed the show, you can leave us a non trifling voice at four four three nine zero six zero zero four zero. As always, big thank you to podcast producer for the stars, Mark Warren, who's been responsible for making the sound oh so spectacular. Thanks, Mark. You got it. Uh, until next time, so, uh, by the time you all are listening to this, welcome to 2021. We made it, hopefully. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. Try to have fun since we're still stuck in the shit for a little while. Uh, stay safe. Be wary. Wear a damn mask so we can get out of this. Hydrate, 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 hydrate. Carlos, you find anybody? 2020. All right. All right. Personification of a year. That's always going to be healthy. Rob, any last words? Let's go. All right. uh, Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening. And goodbye. Bye.